And welcome back to the Off the Clock Show. You're joined with your host, Sean Gervais from the Orbis X CRM, as well as Marty, Mr. Marshall Hill from the Hyper Clean Car Care Products, as well as Pints and Polishing Podcast. Did that in reverse today. Hoping to catch people up. See, not the same intro. <laughs> I need something where we like fly in on like, I don't know, like a fucking skateboard or some shit. Some, I'm not good with the graphic stuff. No, I think it just, just straight to the chase. Oh, I thought you meant like I actually needed to be on a skateboard. I was like, nope. Oh no, no 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 that's how that's how we hurt ourselves at our age <laughs> exactly i tried that maybe like three or four years ago uh my daughter wanted a skateboard and she wanted to start to learn to skateboard is that cool it's like you try it i'm like yeah sure no problem yeah <laughs> like, nope you know it's funny that's been one of those things i could never do as well i don't know why uh I oh snowboard. i skated as a kid but man i i got oh, on that man. thing before i gave it one little push and before i knew it i was sitting on the ground i was like, like what, what the, fuck the happened? hell just happened like it happens so fast. I couldn't even, uh, next thing I know, I was just down on the ground. I was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I try it again. I'm yeah. like, nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. The one, once is enough. Yeah. Once is enough. Mm-hmm. Oh man. It does happen fast though. Me, I've been uh, teaching my daughter how to rollerblade, not rollerblade. The one with the four wheels. Yeah. Rollerblade. Right. Just roller skate, skating? roller skate. Jesus, yeah, I knew there was a difference between the two, but the roller skate. Thanks, and uh, I was teaching her that. Man, it's amazing because it's it's one thing like as an adult, like I know how to skate on ice, I know how to skate on you know pavement and stuff. But when you uh, when you're teaching someone else, I don't know, like I, it's different. Man, I tell you, she was going along, everything was smooth, and good thing I was beside her because man, that happened fast. Like she just it literally. <laughs> blink of an eye and she was almost on the ground but i I caught her obviously you know got to save the day but man that i was surprised at how fast that pendulum swung man (laughs) so i mean roller skating is not exactly extreme sports but i mean have you ever been into extreme thing you ever gotten into any of that that i was in bmx for a long time when i was a kid yeah we we built half pipes all kinds of stuff and uh, i did that for a long time and then a buddy of mine he was trying to do um i don't remember what the move was called but basically went in the air spins the handlebars around and then uh, go to land, and he did that, and he caught the the handlebar right under his rib cage here. That wasn't even the worst of it. It hit there, but then when he fell on the ground, even though he only fell from the top landing, it was maybe six feet six feet up. But when you fall on your back like that, and he he's never been the same. And so uh, when that happened, I was like, you know, it takes just one one instant. You know what I mean? So it, uh, mm-hmm. ever since then, my my jumps were like scared. Like you yeah. could tell I would go towards it and I wasn't the same ballsy teenager. Like, oh yeah. Whatever, man. Caution of the wind. And it showed because the, the landings were never perfect. I never went as high. It wasn't as smooth because it was that fear preventing me from, you know, so it was just time to hang up the hat. <laughs> well, and so there's some people that be like, yeah, man, fears holding you back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that is the interesting part. I you're smarter than me. Mm. I didn't quit. Right. Like I didn't <laughs> stop. Like, I, let's go. <laughs> I still tried to do stuff. Right. Like even yeah. though I'd get hurt or even though I see like, and there's sometimes looking back being a 45, I go, you know, would, would you have just been okay with, okay, please. Uh, you know, like yeah. you weren't going to go into the Olympics. So why the fuck are you trying to land this jump? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, should I have really gotten on to, you know, this terrain pike, you know, when I'm just go to Colorado once a year, Yeah, yeah. should I have really been trying to, to take jumps and go up half pipes and then, Ooh, here's a rail slide. Oh, I need to really try and land a rail slide. No, 
Yeah. There's no like, reason no. for me to try and land a rail slide being from <laughs> Oklahoma to go snowboarding once a year. Like it's, it's true. And that, that's the thing. Cause me, I, I don't like to quit. I don't like to stop things, but sometimes there's certain activities you might engage in that you need to know when, uh, you know, this could be life altering. You know? A lot of my back problems yeah. were derivative of a running injury. I was oh, training man. for a half marathon and I didn't stop when I felt that little pinch. Ah. And then as it started to really, you know, pulsate, I went, no, man, you don't stop. You keep going, right? Like yeah. you push. You and push through it. Yep. And it turns out I ripped a bunch of shit and <laughs> exactly. know, no reason for me to have ever continued. Like, 100%. What the hell was I th- like, so, but funny story when you're that driven, too. right? Like if that's you the only part, push. that's a problem with, with drive. If you've, if somebody's yeah. got drive. Ooh, yeah. Tough. Like tough. a lot of times it's a positive. It's a benefit. Other times, times it's a negative. Yeah, exactly. And you need to be able to discern when, you know, and that happened to me too. Cause when I was boxing, we didn't do a lot of weight training. It was more, you know, cardio type stuff, stamina building, things like that. Some strength stuff, but really just your body weight. You didn't need much more than that. Um, but uh, then I was getting into the gym after that when I when we had kids and I said, okay, like I'm not going to box anymore. And then, you know, I can't help my kid with her math homework or something like that. Cause you know, anything could happen. Like I used to box with this guy. He went to provincials by the end of it, man, he had a stutter. Like you wouldn't believe like it just, uh, and it was just minor brain injury. Like that's just what it was. You get hit in the head enough. That's what happens. But uh, so I got into weight stuff and the funny story is, so I'm, I'm at the gym. One of my favorite exercises, I don't know what it's called, but it's a, it's a pec press. You basically, you push out like this. There's big weights on the side of you, you know, and you push out. A um, bench press? No, no, not a bench press because you're in a seated <laughs> position. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, thanks. I don't know what it's called, but it's, uh, you know, you're laying on your back and you push up this bar and it's, uh, you're on a bench. <laughs> yeah, thanks. For, yeah, yeah, back to basics, bro. Yeah. I think that's the upper incline, maybe. Uh, no, like you're in the, almost like a or chair. military press. Uh, it might be like a military press type thing. Yeah. Something kind of like that. Cause it works the upper pec. And you're not really on a bench. It's almost like a chair that you're sitting in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pushing this thing on my final, final set. I get a little bit extended and I just felt this little pinch in my lower back. I paused and I said, that's weird. Literally kind of shook a little bit to try and get the pain to go away. And then I completed the rep. No joke. By the time my arms ended up extended, I collapsed in the chair. My it's like my back muscles just gave out collapsed in the chair and the most embarrassing thing i'm there slumped over it was now. only 45 pounds yeah it was <laughs> it actually is worse than that that would have been the best thing if that was all it was i'm slumped over now on the ground and this big massive dude you okay buddy drops his massive weight that he's lifting runs over picks me up and lifts me up i never went back to this gym but he <laughs> lifts me up and he starts telling everyone, he's like, don't worry, I got it, I got it. So everyone's now looking. And here I'm like daintily being held in this guy's arms. It was <laughs> only 45 pounds, man. 40, 40, I don't know. Yeah, I should have stopped at a thousand reps. <laughs> but yeah, so this guy carries me out for two years, though. I had uh, back spasms, uncontrollable. Uh, I would be just, you know, talking. And then I'd stop talking because I wasn't breathing. I'd get these back spasms, couldn't move. It was bad, man. I had to go through rehabilitation. Everything. Later when you woke up, were you seeing images of him? Was that? <laughs> We've been together for five years. It's lovely. And <laughs> yeah, thanks, Brody. 
<laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's a nightmare. But uh, well, the worst part too is so being driven. It's the whole point of my story is not knowing when to stop. I pushed through that, but then on top of it, had this injury. But we went on our second honeymoon. We did two weddings, two honeymoons. Long story. But our second honeymoon, we went to San Andreas. Oh, sorry, that was the first one. We went to the um, second included him. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's my two weddings, two honeymoons. You know, we're we're a truple now. That's it. <laughs> I get my wife Wednesdays and Thursdays. But uh, that's why there's a big bouquet of tips, huh? Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> Spread the love. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. But but yeah, so being driven, we went down to Samana and they had this massive waterfall. And I really wanted to see it, tallest waterfall that's there. So we had to go by horseback though, up this rocky mountain, two and a half hours up this hill. And the whole time my back was just getting more disaligned every single pebble, you know. And so anyway, it, it ended up being about two and a half years. I, I tried everything, you know, rehabilitation, physio. I did electric shock therapy with the chiropractors, all kinds of stuff. Nothing really worked. And then a, a buddy of mine, ex-military, he told me, he said, listen, when we do our like long excursions, um, always you end up because you're carrying packs and stuff. You end up with certain pains in your back. And that's what it sounds like. And he told me, he said, just lean against the wall with one arm on the wall and push forward and just hold that for about two minutes and then do the other side. No joke doing that for three days. And I was cured. No joke. It's crazy. Yeah. Never came back. Never nothing. And that was after me doing all the other shit and spent thousands of dollars and all this like rehab stuff. Nothing worked. So it must've just been something very specific pinched, but uh, kind of military you guys got up there in Canada. <laughs> the best kind. He's like one arm on the wall and then lean forward and it cures all. Like that's it, it cures all. What's going on up there? That, man? A shot of maple syrup, you're good to yeah. go, man. It fixes everything, man. Mm. <laughs> Bad breakup, lean on the wall, maple syrup <laughs> shot, you're good to go, man. One hand forward. One hand forward, exactly. Or back or whatever. I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah, yeah exactly. See, exactly. Sounds so simple, yet it's confusing. I'm not sure. Lean on yeah, the so wall. Our, our military one arm is on the wall, lean forward. Okay. Yeah, just yeah, like uh, like as if you're walking through a door, but before you go through the door, put your arm on the door frame, and then just keep walking. Oh, the door frame! Now yeah, we're yeah, yeah. I literally thought you meant lean back on the wall, uh, put your arm on a wall, and then lean your head forward. And I was like, Oh no no no, that's not our military. What is that's that going to do? That's our special forces. That's our yeah. Like, <laughs> what kind of military are you guys running up there? You were yeah. saying earlier about war vets, and I'm like, what war vets? What war's been going what on up in Canada, Canada with the moose or what? Like, I, that's a big problem, actually. No, actually, I know that's why I said, oh. yeah, 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 exactly. Those things are fucking huge, too, man. Crazy, too, aren't they? Oh, yeah, big time. Do you yeah, have yeah, a moose they... above your mantle, like a moose head? <laughs> no. You don't? I mean, no. every house here has like deer above it. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. through the Midwest or through it, like, I'm not a hunter, like. I shot a bird yeah. once and I felt bad. Like I get it. Like that's just me. I'm just not a hunter. Like I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I love watching animals. Actually, I love watching safaris. I love oh, what, yeah. you know, I went on a safari. Like I love animals killing animals. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoy watching that. I just it's actually fascinating. It you very know? is. I just I've yeah. never really been a hunter. Like fuck, I've talked about it before publicly. Like, and it creates a lot of enemies here in the, the Midwest. Like what yeah. most people do isn't hunting. It's mm. baiting, it's trapping, it's 
And let me wow. put some salt out here for the deer so I can just shoot it when it goes to eat salt. Like, yeah, that's that's not hunting. Yeah. That's not that's, yeah. <laughs> that's not hunting at all. <laughs> yeah. See, for me, hunting involves you know tracking an animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then yeah, there's there's some skills involved in that side of things. Absolutely. Like I, I've done both. I've done hunting and trapping. Like, but, but we're uh, up in a tree stand. We've been there for six hours. Like it's why mm-hmm. we put the salt out there. <laughs> now you sound like detailers trying to get customers you know i i put a sign outside my shop i say why is no one coming in <laughs> oh you need to do a little more than that you got to be a hunter absolutely <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh the worst are the bears right like man, bears I, about- I know it's a problem up there and i know in some places they're like bears are a problem i get it but to to watch them just put trash out there and then when the yeah. bear goes to eat the trash they shoot the bear like yeah i know and then uh now they do um i can't remember what they call it they have a, like a term for it it's like a more humanized way or something uh, i don't know they they tranquil tranquilize them and then they go drop them off in some random forest but what no no i mean hunters do this oh hunters you mean, you're oh, talking okay. about like actually oh, that's you know, messed up yeah, you're they, war veterans you're talking about yeah, yeah, your yeah, war exactly. veterans how they actually do it the right way i'm talking oh, about yeah hunters who They'll they just put out put, trash, wait for yeah, the bear. Yeah, they put to come. bait and just put trash, and oh, the bear goes up to it, and then they shoot it. It's like, come on, that's not hunting. Damn, yeah, no, that's crazy. And, and for me too, like uh, a bear is a sacred animal for us. So, like, uh, we have a word for it, makwa. It's uh, means bear, and um, it's like a sacred animal for us. So we can't hunt a bear. I remember one time my uncle he shot a bear. My grandfather didn't talk to him for like three months. It was crazy. He was so mad, and he he killed it because at the time he was just young new to hunting whatever and he uh he wanted just a paw he always wanted to have like a bear paw you know and my my grandfather was so mad three months didn't talk to him at all yeah but yeah but it's uh yeah that's not my form of hunting you know like if i'm if i'm gonna hunt for me because i always saw hunting as kind of like a sport it's not uh you know there's sustenance and then there's sport as well if i was gonna do it for sport sitting up high in a tree and waiting for something to walk by like i don't know yeah no is, is it that much different than fishing though? Because I was about to say, you know, like I, I love to fish, but yeah. damn, it's pretty much the same thing. You're just throwing like throwing stuff out there. Yeah. You're throwing stuff out there, a worm on a hook with a bobber. Cause that's my style of fishing. Let me tell you about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you're just basically waiting for me. Like, that's my, true. my thing Unless is you like those fish. guys. Like, that come on. It's a fish. Fishing. Like those things are stupid. It's okay. You can do it. Yeah. Too, right? like, in that it's case, it's okay. <laughs> true yeah but i'd also say that's where it might be a little different because we're not aquatic animals you know what i mean like we can bingo thank you i'll take it okay there we go see now the crazy one that i would love i wish i could do uh brett uh some people know brett he's the uh he's guy that does a lot of airplanes and stuff we've we've hung out a little bit uh at mobile tech and some events he's been on the podcast you know early on nice Brett, uh, Brett's one of those uh, dive fisher. What is it? Spear fisherman. Mm. So go down and Spearfish shoot them. Hold your that's breath. that's hunting fishing. Like, yeah. I just with my ears, I can't do it. I, I had a lot, a lot of problems with my ears growing up. Yeah. Uh, but the pressure builds up fast too. That's like, why I can't do it. I can't. Yeah. I it takes me a long time to decompress as I go down. Yeah. I, everybody's already at the ship or you know the fifty feet down at the coral, mm. and I'm still at twenty feet going. Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to come home, you know, like, so I, there's no way I could do what he does, but I think that would be a lot of cool. Oh, hundred percent, man. One year though, I was, uh, cause I used to dive down when we live in the Caribbean, I used to dive down and I would collect, um, I don't know what you, conch shells, I guess they're called. We, we had a different name for them, but 
pond shells, the ones you hear the ocean in. He used to dive down and we lined our whole patio with them. And I, I had maybe like 200 of these things that I collected. Uh, but I used to dive down for them. And I tell you, by the time, when I say dive down, I mean, no mask, no tank, no nothing, just diving down, free swimming, you know? And when I, when you get down and it's not very far, you get down to a certain depth, man, it feels like the whole world is collapsing on your face <laughs> and you can literally feel the pressure. Um, so I would go down and, oh my God, man, one year I had the scare of a lifetime though. And I realized that's where it's like, you think you're, you know, like, uh, what is it? The king of the jungle. Like you think you're, you know, top predator. You get down there, man, there's some shit down there. <laughs> Just like make your hair stand up. And uh, I think it was Jacques Cousteau. He said like, you're, what is it? Like you're, you're the top of the food chain until you step in the ocean or something like that. He mm-hmm. had some saying, you know, and it's, it's mm-hmm. true, man. But I went down, picked up this beautiful shell. And there was this snake looking thing. At first, I didn't know what it was. And I thought it might have just been, you know, those like little plants that grow out of the ground. They're, they're all eel? different colors. It, it was an eel. Exactly. Yeah. But it looked like this very venomous snake. And uh, I panicked, man. I started swimming as fast as I could because it was lunging towards me. Man, this thing swam fast, but it was just trying to startle me. It didn't actually want to come near me because yeah. it wasn't the venomous snake. So there's a spotted eel that looks identical to this ven- venomous snake on purpose. It's like a protection thing. But holy crap, man, I came running out of the water. My wife's sitting there on the beach. She's yelling to me like, well, what's going on? I didn't even acknowledge her. I just kept running. <laughs> I was like Forrest Gump, man. I just went right past her. <laughs> I, like, I didn't know maybe this thing has legs and it's crawling. I had no clue. I just kept running, man. I just, but I'm here do you today. Ever so. watch, do you ever watch the videos of the people that are out on the kayak out in like the sea? And like, and like a, a shark or a dolphin yeah. or something crazy comes? Yeah. I saw one the other day. Yeah, a little shark just was swimming up faster real quick. And then it like threw its, you know, and it, once it yeah. grabs on it, it knows it doesn't want it and it'll go away. But yeah. But you're but my, like, and you're just you're, in the why the hell do people get in these kayaks and go miles out into the ocean? Like, it's true. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Yeah. Like, Although I've, see I've one, done it, but oh, I'm not, I won't do that. No way. I can't yeah. now. In all, in all fairness, though, is because we knew we went with a, a guide who was a family friend yeah. and we knew yeah. where the sharks tend to hang out. So it was, uh, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> so, but I do. Number one on my bucket list is to actually get in a cage and then oh, go dive true. with the great white sharks. I do yeah, want to go sense. where I'm protected and then get to see them. Like, I yeah, would, yeah, yeah. that definitely is number one on the bucket list. That would be wild. You know, it's kind of like facing uh-huh. like a top predator, facing death, facing face to face. Just want to see it. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's wild, man. I got to be honest. Yeah. Like, that's. See, and that to me is more exciting than like climbing a mountain or something. Climbing a mountain, Agreed. I get it, big achievement, yeah. but it's just, I'd rather, you know, stare a predator in the face like that, man. That's, that's wild, man. That's something else. And in their element too, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, I don't know, man, you throw some chum down there, just make it a party, <laughs> you know, where they, they go all crazy and they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, of course, let's go. <laughs> yeah, got you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. That stuff scares me, but you know what though? So that's big predator. So I was watching this thing because one of the guys uh, that follows the podcast, he he said our episode last week where I brought up the dragonflies. He's like, we need more animal planet stuff, man. That was awesome. So I was like, all right, cool. And there's a lot of references with animals oh, and business, animal planet, yeah. right? Oh yeah, me too. Like I, animals are so fascinating. And the thing I love about it is just the raw carnage. Like the mm-hmm. fact that like for them, everything is literally life or death. Like yeah. we, 
you know, we live such cushy lives, man. We, you know, we have Netflix, the internet, like the littlest things bother us. Like my internet was down for an hour today. You know what I mean? Like people are so vexed, but like animals, man, can you imagine like everywhere you turn, something wants to eat you? Like, yeah. it's just nuts. Man. The, the, the One of the horrible ones I saw the other day was, uh, cause I, like I said, I watch a lot of safari stuff, you know, lions yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. This, uh, this, you know, cow, bull, whatever, you know, whatever those are, there's a, Beast, wildebeest, they call them, or whatever, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. or water buffaloes. I think it was a water oh, buffalo. Yeah. Water buffalo, yeah, yeah. Gave uh, gave birth, and yeah. as soon as it falls out, you see the lions just kind of appear. And so then this buffalo's trying to like keep the lions off of the the calf. Yeah. Jesus. But then it's an idiot, and it stays around too long, and then the big lion comes, fucking oh. gives birth, and then dies two minutes later, and it's Jesus. like. Wow, oh. brutal! Like that's as real as it gets, man. Like, <laughs> like, yo. Gave birth, my Dude. calf dies, and I die. Oof. Yeah, Ouch. it's it's crazy, man. And you got to think the mentality of the other animal. Like you, you're going in and you're like wiping out whole generation. <laughs> so the, the interesting part too is when some of those bull, the 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 bulls or the cow, the buffaloes will return and start fighting off the other lions yeah but then they'll sit around right and this gets even crazier there's still a lion like latched onto one of the throats or trying to do something and the other ones are just sitting there like uh do we do something um uh, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, how do we do this and then it it'll make something you know crazy and then one time i watch them and they're doing that and you know one time they get off and then they hop back on then the buffalo just leave and then let that other one die and it's like Shit, Damn. Okay. At some point, you got to call it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, oh, I guess so. We can do. I right, heard. Time to move on. We lost Marge. <laughs> we lost Marge. <laughs> she's not going. She's no longer with us. <laughs> and and then I've seen those ones too, where other animals, different species, come in and like defend another. You know, like it could be mm. a giraffe getting attacked. An elephant will come and save mm-hmm. the day. Yeah, elephants like, are big on that, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they re- they really are, man. It's it's wild, man. Like uh, literally, in, in all sense of the word. But it's it's wild seeing these animals, the way they interact and stuff. They have their own, I don't know, ways of communicating, their own social structures, everything. It's nuts, man. But yeah, I don't know. That stuff is fascinating to me. But uh, yeah, I was I was watching this stuff on red ants today. Not red ants, uh, fire ants. That's what it was. Holy crap, man! I I was. <laughs> it's nuts man fire ants because they came so much later than other creatures you know a lot of creatures have been around for a long time you know alligators all kinds of stuff but these things came later but then they started just taking over man like from one colony they were spreading something like 540 miles which may not sound like a lot but when your whole life is like minuscule 500 plus miles man that's crazy to be setting up communities all from one colony and we're talking in in like just a couple of years. We're not talking like, oh yeah, over a hundred million years or something. We're talking like within a decade, they spread that far kind of thing. It's crazy. But uh, so they, and they have no known like predators per se, aside from like someone stepping on them. But Jesus, man, they found these flies because they were like, how do we control this? So they found these flies, fly behind them, and they inject a baby into the back of their neck, and then the baby grows and releases this enzyme it's basically they they inject like larvae it grows releases an enzyme that detaches the head and then the larvae eats the muscle the brain whatever's left in the head grows to 100 times its size 
and then turns into a fly and repeats the process. But it's kind of like a Trojan horse because it, it does this. The ant is just like, oh, that didn't tickle, you know, and then it keeps going about its day, walks into the colony, you know, but it's got this ticking time bomb inside its head that's going to give birth to something that's going to attack something else. Man, it was wild, man. It was nuts. But, uh, but I learned some cool stuff about fire ants, obviously. Um, but one of the cool things I learned, which I think applies in business, is... Is this going to be a tip? This is going to lead into a tip. Absolutely. Hey! The first one in a bouquet. Here we go. So the, they have an exceptional way of cooperating with each other and working well with each other. And that's where you and I were so big on community. Um, you know, community. Community. Hey. Mm. Because it's so important to to work well with those around you. And that includes, you know, working with, you know, vendors like yourself or working with, you know, another detailer down the road, stuff like that. Um, as I mentioned to you when I was talking to you before, is that uh, there's a guy not far from us. Uh, well, there's several, but they're they're using Orbis X as well. I helped them out with their business because there's there's lots of stuff to go around. And reality is that we're stronger together. And we actually talk to each other frequently to share things that, you know, like that we might have discovered, maybe a new product or a new process, different equipment, things like that, uh, because we're stronger together. And when I was watching these fire ants, it was so apparent because they get an annual flood. They're native to South America. They get this annual flood that just wipes out so many other insects. And they're the only insects that they've found that do this where they cling together and they create this um, kind of like a floating pad, like a raft, and they can float on top of the water for months. And it's because they just cling together so tightly and they, they help each other out that way that they create this like a uh, subsurface on top of the surface that doesn't allow them to sink. They don't drown and they just cling together tightly and they keep moving position if they need to so that you know if one's underwater now it can get air stuff like that but but they do this thing to to work together like that and i i thought that was so important because a lot of people in in the industry as we've seen you know detailers they're scared of other detailers or not sure how they could work with other detailers but it all just starts with a conversation because no joke we are definitely stronger together 100 um and that means it's got to be good people and that's the other part of this is that when these you know, ants are clinging together, they're well aware they found of their strength because their strength, they're each one is strong enough to actually rip the limbs off another ant or detach its body in half. And so when they're holding each other, they have to know the size of the entire colony and how much strength to apply so that they, they have enough strength to hold on, get the job done, but not too much that they rip the other guy apart. And so they're well aware of the community and who they should hold on to and how much strength to use. Community, again, you're going to get me licked off this now. <laughs> but they, you're like, that's the goal. But uh, that's when the good tips come out. Um, but uh, <laughs> so, so it was, a, oh, no. But, uh, but basically, I thought that was a, a cool lesson we can learn from, from the animal kingdom. And it was, you know, I was requested to find more animal-related stuff. So that was something I, I found today that was quite interesting. Uh, but... I do have another tip as well, and this is also based on user feedback. Uh, so someone, this this will be one of the last ones, I promise, for today. But uh, so someone asked about their search engine results, and they were wondering why they're getting good search positions for the search terms that they've chosen, but they still weren't getting enough conversions from customers. And I would argue that it's because their customers aren't searching for industry terms. And so when they're working with their web guy or their marketer or whomever, and they tell them, I want to rank high for ceramic coating. You're instantly making an assumption that your customer knows what ceramic coating is. 
you're instantly making an assumption that they know to type in ceramic coating when oftentimes people will type in other keywords or you know phrases mm -hmm. to find a business that offers ceramic coating but they don't know what they're asking for and so competing for ceramic coating as keywords is definitely something you should do because you want to rank there as well but i'm going to make a suggestion as well and i'm going to use an example to highlight this uh, scenario let's say you're in japan and you want to find a good place to eat some sushi if you type in sushi restaurants google will return some results but they're only going to return results from companies that have used the word sushi on their pages whereas a lot of the businesses are going to use the japanese you know text and letters to say sushi and so if you go into google translate and you type in sushi and then you copy the characters and you go to google and you type that in google instead you're going to get a whole series of different results because not every business would have put the English word sushi on their pages. Not every business would have used that same terminology. And so you're going to get completely different um, results showing. In Google, there's this thing called the long tail. And I'm going to encourage a lot of people to do some research on the long tail and to chase after the long tail as well. Um, so the long tail, how it works is there's your key, you know, performance words that people are going to type in in your industry, ceramic coating, detailing, things like that. There's a lot of people that are going to type in longer sentences and statistics from Google are that one in five that they see search terms that they see, they've never seen before, which is a crazy statistic if you think about it, but one in five, that's their results that they've released. And the reason is because the way people type things in. So people will type something like, uh, you know, I have a stain in my car. I want to get it removed. I need someone to help me, please. That's what they type in. And Google has to somehow take that, decipher it, and return some good results that are meaningful. And so you might on your website say, you know, car detailer, stain removal, all these kinds of things. But you've only mentioned the word stain once. So Google is going to try and associate to find relevant results based on that. So if you instead write some blog articles and you can get ChatGPT to do this for you. So it's, it's really easy to do nowadays, guys. There's, there's no excuses. You could write an article on, you know, the best ways to get stains out. Um, the effectiveness of getting stains out, why getting stains out is important, um, you, you know, resale value of a car when you remove the stains, all these kinds of things. Add a bunch of content to your website and you're going to target those long tail sentences. And so it's not going to be necessarily industry buzzwords, you know, ceramic coating. It might be more car protection. It might be more paint protection. It might be uh, a lot of those you probably already have, but it could even be something as simple as uh, protect my car from UV rays, protect my car from who knows what people are searching for. But there's all these different terms that are what's called the long tail. And that's what you want to target in your search results. And nowadays, you don't need anyone professional to do this kind of stuff for you, because as long as you have a website and then access to a blog, you can go to ChatGPT, write some blog articles. Well, ask it to write you blog articles, and then you can so post them So for those who don't know, is ChatGPT a website? Ah, good question. So uh, there's apps for it. There's websites as well. So it is a website. If you go to openai.com, uh, you'll be able to, uh, you have to create an account and then you can log into uh, ChatGPT, which is basically an interface where you can type in a question. ChatGPT will give you an answer. Uh, and it's phenomenal the things that it can answer. You could type something in like, uh, write me a blog for a detailing, car detailing company about stain removal and the importance of it. 
and it'll it'll spit out an article. You can copy and paste that. You can tweak it, put in your own words if you want, add some brand names, whatever you want to do, and then you can copy paste it on your website. You'll be you'll be done in three minutes. Absolutely, yeah, man. Yeah. Long tail SEO, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, most people. That's why I wanted you to try and explain. Like, ah, the they, smart because they. Yeah, they would get lost, right? Like, okay, that that sounds great. Right, but then. And they're like, yeah. what do I do? <laughs> yeah. And then they won't actually take the time to go look up what to do. So, yeah. Yeah. That's very openai.com. true. Yeah, exactly. And then openai.com, go fill out an account, account and away you go. Click on chat GPT and then type yeah. in your question. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and everybody ask- should know where their blog section is. If not, go contact your, your uh, web guy or designed your website. Some people usually, if they're going to be, uh, what was that term everybody used? Not SEO qualified, but you know where they affirm and confirm that yeah, you know, like we a built Google this site or something that yeah. you're gonna be uh, okay on SEO, right? Like if yeah. they've done that much work, which most people have, you should have a blog section somewhere. So you're gonna have Absolutely. to then go into your admin side, and because there's a lot of detailers, Sean, that don't. They're hands off on all this. They have no That's idea true. what you're talking about. And, and and a lot of it though, they should be. And these are instructions that you could give to your web guy or they should be, or they shouldn't be. Because at this point, I'm uh, going to say they shouldn't be. be. This is where they actually need to put yeah. their boots on, right? This is yeah. actually where they do need to do some work. Don't and hand it off. Like you're right. You just gave a very simple that. plan. Yeah, you yeah. gave a very simple plan on what to do. When I say you should be hands off, I mean, you don't necessarily have to be posting the blogs. If that's beyond your capabilities, like editing a website, stuff like that, that's okay. But you can deliver content to your web guy really cheap and then just say, I need you to post these 10 blogs and he'll post them for you, you know? Or go ahead and have him show and you alert. how to get into your blog section yeah. so you can write a blog because most of your computer guys aren't going to be as nice as you Sean yeah. they're going to be like fuck yeah. you I'm not doing this shit I'm going to charge you 200 bucks right like they're not going to do true. it for free so and you can... have, th- have them tell you how yeah. to do it and then they can do it but I'll, 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 I'll take that wonderful tip my tip today was also heavily on marketing mm. and, and I'm going to say people should do that if they choose that that's what they want to do okay, and i yeah. you know right that makes it kind of like, well yeah sure well it makes sense you know why well, yeah <laughs> eh, let me illustrate my example of my tip and then you'll find out what i mean i was stopping by the other day and i saw this part of concrete that we've all seen it right little water stain and this drip that's been happening for a while yeah. right oh, yeah and whether it's at a faucet, an outdoor faucet, or maybe next to a gutter somewhere where water just continues to fall and drip and drip and drip and drip. Interesting. (laughs) Because right over here, just six inches away, two feet, whatever you want to say, is wide open air that gets hit by water in all various forms. Freezing water, um, hard water with a lot of minerals you've got hard water meaning it comes down at an extremely fast pace and hits really bad you've got real light water that hits you know nice easy you've got mist you've got dew you've got all these different ways that water hits the concrete did any of that do as much 
damage. That's the drip. The drip. Drip. Yeah. Drip. 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 No. And every computer, every website, every any guy like that, gal, whatever. I don't mean to say it that way. Just you know what I mean. Anybody that they'll always tell you, whatever you do, you need to stay consistent. That's why I was holding up that C, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding up that C, and I knew you'd hit it. You gotta stay consistent. Yeah. So if you choose, right? That's why I was saying that. That's what you say. Yeah. Most people think that I've got to have all these different ways. So I yeah. we get this question too, and I it was it was actually in our group, a hyperclean specialist group. Hey, I'm running into some problems with marketing. What what do I do? And then they list out, hey, I've paid these people, you know, $3,000. Hey, I've, I've done the videos. Hey, I've done that. Like, and then they explain all the different things that they've been doing, which is stuff that you would do, stuff that I would do, stuff that we have both said, hey, this is what you should be doing, right? 100%. And I would go, yeah, man, absolutely. That's all the stuff that you should be doing. They go, but it's not working. Okay. I'm sure it's working at least a little because you're still here, right? Like yeah, you still at sure. least got customers. You've got Business some type. Somewhere. Yeah, you've yeah. got some type of which we talked about, right? Like you've got some type of funnel happening. For sure. Where? What? Why? And that's yeah. it goes back to that drip idea, right? I, I started yeah. thinking about that and I go, okay, so there's a couple of water drops that land. But whether that's from a faucet or gutter or whatever they're going to be spread out into some different places, right? It's not going to hit the exact same yeah. spot, but eventually what you need to do in order to really dive deep into the, the vein in a sense of customers, the vein of the money, the vein of how you're going to continue to go is you've got to get very specific on what it is that you're going to stay constant on. Because then if I can land in the exact same spot over, over, and, over, over and over and over and over, right? I'm yeah. going to create depth. I'm going to dive true. in deeper. That's a lot of stuff that we've been doing. Nick's such a great as, you know, the engineer side of what he, the way he thinks and the way mine thinks, the yeah. way we pair together, he's that focus guy, right? So he's the guy yeah. that gets us into hitting that spot that we need to hit much better than all this other rent, right? So there's changes inside of our episodes that we've done. There's a yeah. big change coming to the community pub that's going to happen. There's been changes the way we handle our marketing. There's change, right? We do all the stuff, but eventually you do need to think about a drip. Yeah. And what is it that you enjoy? Mm -hmm. So I, we've got to get back more heavy in YouTube, which we are, but I started in YouTube. And then Amazing. I sold my, whatever that website and business that I had, I, I sold it out and never started another YouTube channel with website Right. It was just, I've said it to you. I've said it publicly. It was 2010, yeah. 11, right? Wow. Mm -hmm. What a big, what a big blunder. Right. Yeah. So, but when podcasting came around, I go, Hmm, I've missed here. I've missed some other ways. We're still doing a lot of this stuff. So Instagram, I went hard in Instagram, but podcasting, I go, okay, I enjoy podcasting and I can do that over and over and Repeated. over and then we yeah. can continue to go deeper then we can refine out and we can purify what we're doing and our podcast well the ones that you and i do we yeah. see a ton of results right a ton Absolutely. of people yeah. going giving feedback saying thank you for all the tips 
it's more value than anybody else out there in the industry next to the pints of polish podcast of course yeah. i'll always say that was gonna happen but you know so because we've been able to refine the way we do it it transcends over and that's why sean you and i get to talk about okay well let's do this let's talk about it like and we really hone in what yeah. what we do best and how Absolutely. can we do this for years and years and years and years and eventually exactly. those drips get down far enough and then there's 100%. a giant vein, right? Like, yeah. so staying constant and doing what you really enjoy. It's okay if you miss some stuff and it's okay if you do all these other things, you should, mm -hmm. but then you really do need to find that thing that you really love. Maybe it's writing, you know, maybe it's talking, maybe it's video, maybe it's photos, whatever it is yeah. that you really like to do, hammer it and in that specific direction yeah. be consistent and then, and then refine it right yeah you gotta I would say that it. process it's gotta be better out. it's gotta be better yeah that wins out more than being everywhere in my opinion yeah. um, because you're spreading the efforts too thin uh you know it's it's like uh, if you were to take your fist and punch something versus if you separate all your fingers <laughs> throw them at something it's gonna be less effective you know i think that you really do yeah you need to narrow down like uh, us at our shop for example we have had a lot of success with referral partners so other businesses we work with that refer us business so on and so forth um, that's been great but nowhere near as successful as the charities that we work with the charities pound for pound they're the heavy hitters they're the ones that send us the most people. I don't know if it's just their demographics or the way they present us as a, you know, contributor to their, you know, cause, things like that. But we have found that that has been, if I would, if you gave me, hey, Sean, here's $50,000, put it into some marketing and we got to turn this company around. I, no problem. I would start with charities based on my experience because we have found that for every dollar we put into, you know, some sort of promotion with them or a campaign or whatever, we're able to extract 20 to $50 for every dollar versus the referral partners we work with that take the same amount of energy, same amount of outreach, same amount of this and that. And so what we found is that we have to be consistent. So we're consistent with the charities we work with. We're consistent with how often we do campaigns. I literally reach out to some of them and say, Hey, you guys haven't done a, a raffle or something for your charity in three months. You should, you should do another one. Oh, you know, that's a great idea. I get their ball rolling because I know how effective it is. And I know that when they do it, that consistency, they see our name again. Like we have one coming up. I mentioned we're doing the fun run. We just got a bunch of those bottles printed. Um, oh, I should have grabbed one. Ah, they're upstairs. But uh, yeah, they're, they're beautiful, beautiful bottles. And we, we did it on purpose. They're, they're metal so that the kids hang on to it. The kids are going to ask, you know, mom and dad, hey, can you refill my uh, my Auto World bottle? I don't know where it is right now. You know what I mean? I didn't do plastic ones. They're going to just throw away. I did something they keep and hold on to. But those consistent efforts, that's how we we get that depth. And then the customers always think of us. Um, so it's so find whatever your drip is going to be. Uh, if I can piggyback off your tip. I'm not introducing a new tip. That was, <laughs> but uh, but basically, you got to start thinking that way and, and become a hammer. Because then once you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. There we go. See, <laughs> I, I snuck in a third mini tip. There you go. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think I think that's definitely the way to go. Absolutely, and uh, I can see that that change both within Orbis X, within Auto World, within even my printing shop. As I mentioned to you before the the thing, we're doing some work with uh, one of the embassies. We found that embassies are great. They rarely you know give a shit about the budget. They're just like yeah yeah, just get it done. For them, it's more timelines and quality work. Um, and so we found an in with them, and we hammer them up. 
I don't wait for them to place an order. We message them and say, hey, do you have any birthdays coming up for any of the, you know, embassy staff or whatever? Do you have any events coming up? Stuff like that. And we're consistent with it. And as long as we're consistent, we follow up with people that we get the results. But I don't need to be on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Twitter and all over the place with the same marketing budget. Because if I spread it too thin, I'm not going to have, there's no dents now in that concrete. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, one last thing I have to mention before we sign off here, because uh, I received from one of our Orbisex members, Austin, thank you very much. Sent me a nice letter here. Uh, well, thanking me for all the help and support with Orbisex, helping him get set up. And he made me an official sheriff. There we go. See? Boom. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Austin, for that. Appreciate you. Um, honestly, that was awesome. My wife put in the frame there last night. And as Marty said, I got to go around the house and say, uh, you're under arrest, baby. <laughs> so so I, I used that last night. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> Needed some relaxation time anyways, but uh, <laughs> good stuff. So anyway, Austin, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Uh, Marty, great talk as always, of course. Uh, we'll have more for you next week. Maybe some other animal stuff. Who knows? Might dive into I shouldn't mix those two, you know, <laughs> talking about the stuff with my wife and animal stuff. <laughs> Jesus. And earlier in the episode, another guy picked me up. So I don't know what this episode title is going to be, but there you go. <laughs> Just the tips. And uh, stop it, Marty. For those of you listening, you should see Marty's face right now. But uh, there, there also is some big news coming. I uh, can't say too much about it, but there's a community related Hi. thing coming. Hey, community that will be within Orbis X. You'll be able to, uh, you know what? I won't say too much. There's something pretty awesome coming. You, you'll find out very soon. We like community. Yeah, that's it, man. All right, appreciate you said it again. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> My glass is almost done. Good. <laughs> All right, Marty. Appreciate you, brother. I'll see you next week. All right. Cheers, guys. <laughs> cheers. Ciao.